time on a Sunday for James McConey from The Crowd Goes Wild. G'day, James. Oh, Piney. Hello. How are you? How are your sleep patterns? Water World <laughs> Cup. OMG. All that stuff. All that stuff. Uh, did you think Harry Kane was going to score that second penalty this morning? Did you feel confident? Uh, well, I can describe what I did uh, when he was lining up that penalty because I kind of support England. Um, it's the only English team I really support. But anyway, when I saw him line up that, that second penalty, I got up and left the room because I thought, oh, no, he's going to miss this. And sure enough, he got three points over the bar. But, um, yeah, not, 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 not football points. So this is the issue. I think that Harry is a very nervous penalty taker, um, but he is the captain and the main striker in that team. Um, and sometimes you just need someone. Uh, you know, we've seen midfielders. Stuart Pearce used to be a penalty taker for England. And, um, Xavi Alonso took penalties ahead of all these legends in the Spanish team. So sometimes you've just got to say, um, it was Xavi Alonso, but it's, um, you know, you've just got to choose the guy who's kind of got the best um, cool head. Do you reckon if you're up for your second penalty of a game, as Kane was in this one, and because yeah. it becomes just a big mind game bluff really doesn't it particularly when the goalkeeper is your club mate goalkeeper and Hugo Lloris do you what do you reckon you should do should you go the same way or should you go a different way I think that um seeing that uh, when he had to sort of reset himself for that penalty and uh for the first one and and they said he was going through his routine I thought oh that, that just feels a little bit you know, I mean, you should be predetermined. A lot of top strikers will say that. But then doing it the second time, he looked like he wasn't quite sure. He, he looked spooked, really. Um, and you're right. It's the it's a Spurs teammate in goal. He would practice against Hugo Lloris more than anyone else in the world. So there is an argument. In hindsight, I feel, to, um, to not have him take a second penalty. Totally. But I don't even think, um, you know, say Rashford might be the, the next best penalty taker. I don't think he was on the field at that point, was he? No. Um, and and it, it, it it's a that's probably the issue. I I think Foden. I think going with a different um, with a left footed player might have actually been a um, a better option second time. Um, it just you're right. There was too much familiarity there, and I do feel bad for England, but it's better for the tournament, Piney, that um, <laughs> that we can somehow uh, will it into being Mbappe versus Messi. Uh, box office smash final. We can indeed. Just before we move on from this game, do you think part of it is because he's got his socks pulled up over his knees? What's going on with these socks these days, James? Never would have happened in our day. I know, and weirdly, Grealish is going the full Gary Freeman with the socks down, <laughs> barely showing. Well, he's got good pins. But, you know, he's, so I, I don't know. He's almost asking for the shorter version, a bit like how Sevens players have pretty much given up with the long stockings. But, yeah, the socks over the knees, maybe it's a comfort thing. This is what worries me about the ritual. But the one thing I would say about penalties in this World Cup is that um, goalkeepers are taking the power back from players and then players suddenly say, well, I'm going to do the balk thing where I'm going to um, hesitate. And that was outlawed a few years ago, but it looks like anything goes. So I'd be hesitating till the cows come home. Messi had a penalty save the other day by the Polish keeper, and now he's hesitating and balking and doing the whole thing. It's like a little sort of funky chicken routine as they go up to the ball. 
Morocco. Morocco are still in. If it wasn't enough to beat Spain in the uh, in the round of 16, this morning they got rid of Portugal with Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo and Jao Felix and everybody else in that team. Morocco marching on. Surely, though, they can't get past France, can they? Oh, well, I mean, anything's possible. The one great thing about the Moroccan story um, and, you know, we've had underdogs before. I think was it Costa Rica making the quarterfinals back in Brazil. There's been underdogs, but getting through to the semifinals like this, it does, does show that the beautiful game is a global game. Football World Cup suffered from the same thing as a Rugby World Cup. Everybody always said the winner was going to be one of six teams, one of five teams, the traditional superpowers. But now you've got Croatia again and Morocco in the, in the semifinals. You know, who, I think the Moroccans have been excellent. I think um, uh, Amrabat, the midfielder, who's been chased by Liverpool, these are guys who have kind of been on the radars of big clubs. And now, well, Liverpool's going to have to fight with everyone for Amrabat. And I'm telling you what, there's going to be big clubs going for the Croatian keeper, the Varkovic, and there'll be big clubs going for Bono. You know, Bono, Yassine Bono. The, the uh, Moroccan keeper. They wouldn't be there without him, mate. And I know that it's sad for Ronaldo, who still hasn't found what he's looking for. But Bono moves in mysterious ways, my friend. He just has more desire. And for Morocco, it was a beautiful day. A beautiful day. Thank you, my friend. James McConey, crowd goes wild.